Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have my buddy, uh, Patrick, from upstate New York, who is also getting hammered with snow right now. How are you? Good. How you doing, Jerry? Good. How much snow you got over there? Uh, we got, well, I can show you the snow bank here. <laughs> <laughs> getting the tour of yeah. Patrick's house. I don't know if you can. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Looks beautiful, though. I mean, it, it, you know. It looks beautiful when the snow stopped and the roads are plowed, you know, yeah. and it's kind of tolerable. So, oh, yeah. but um, anyway, you and I, we met uh, back in October at the chili cook-off and yep. you had come up to me and said you had watched, you know, the podcast episodes, which I'm grateful for. And, and you and I, we just kind of just started to hit it off and just, we talked for hours that day, you know, and waited and stuff and, and became good mm -hmm. friends. And I'm mm -hmm. Finally, have you on the podcast. I know we've been kind of working at it, but um. So before we begin our topic, I always like to ask how you became a Bon Jovi fan. Well, much like you, it was. Uh, I'll be thirty-five tomorrow, and it I'm was. 30, I'm thirty-one, buddy. Oh, you're thirty-one. Oh, I thought you were a little closer, but it started with uh, "It's My Life," and uh, with me though, it was on the. Uh, it it was now five. I don't know if you remember the now CDs. Um, I remember they, now, that, now that's what I call music. Yeah, yeah, that came out and uh, it was It's My Life. And then uh, I loved it. And a couple weeks after that, I found a cassette tape that my mother had. It was New Jersey. And um, it, it wasn't completely rewound all the way. And it was on Born to Be My Baby. And I remember uh, the two songs uh, at that time, uh, Born to Be My Baby and Wild as the Wind. I just thought were amazing so then after that um i was a fan and bounce so for me it went it's my life new jersey bounce and then in between uh bounce and uh have a nice day i started going back and just buying all the catalogs and downloading it and yeah awesome what's your absolute what's your absolute favorite song Uh, if you got stuck on an island and you could only have one song for the rest of your life, which well, if you're stuck I, on an island, you're, you're not going to last that long anyway, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's not, I know it's not the band's favorite, but when we were at the chili cook off, if I had to have John sign something and luckily he did, it would have been 7,800. Uh -huh. And, uh, I, I was always a fan of only lonely. I know, I know it's not the, uh, um, you know, that's when they were just finding their sound and stuff like that. I know it's not mm -hmm. their best work, but that was always one of my favorites. Um, but um, I think their best album was New Jersey. Yeah. Well, you know, back back to 7800, though, that is just a phenomenal album. You know, we know that John pretty much hates it, but mm -hmm. fans, you know, you, me, and millions of others really appreciate that album because – you know, that was still a time where the band was trying to find their chemistry together and trying to see what worked, what didn't work. And that album is very guitar driven. That that's that's a lot of heavy Richie on that album, which I loved. You know, because after that, you know, you still get heavy Richie on a lot of songs after that album, but he's kind of taken back a little bit, you know, as far as sound mm -hmm. goes. But with Seven Eight Hundred, there's a lot of Richie in that album, and I think that's what made the album so good too. And you know, lyrically too. There's a lot of there's a lot of David too. Yeah, a lot of David too. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so it was more harder rock driven, um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gem of an album. So, mm-hmm. but uh, today, today we are going to talk about um, the outtakes from well, not all the outtakes, but a few gems of an outtake of outtakes from uh, "Have a Nice Day." And I don't know if you could see, but I kind of set the mood for you and I here. I have all the, oh, the red, the red lights. Yeah. So I set nice. the, I set the mood. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But uh, so, you know, we're not going to talk about the Have a Nice Day album in general, but just kind of like an overview. You know, it was uh, put out in September 2005. Initially, it was actually supposed to come out in 2004. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there was, you know, the box that came out and then the record company and the band had some kind of misunderstanding about release dates and timing and stuff. And so... Thankfully, that kind of get that gave the band more time to re-record some of the songs, work on the songs, um, write some more songs. So some of these outtakes were actually supposed to be on that album, and because of the delay and stuff, it, they became outtakes. So you know this this whole album, you know, have a nice day. Um, it's more of um, I hit this word, uh, you know, self empowerment. Uh, you know, stand up for what you believe. You know, kind of what Bon Jovi has done with their lyrics in the last 20 years. Um, you know, there's also songs about divorce on there. Um, mm-hmm. The music and, you know, the music industry with, you know, Last Man Standing. So let's get into the first um, outtake. Now we'll, we'll go with Dirty Little Secret because that's the one that you wanted to talk about. And uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you start off because I know that's the one you wanted to um, talk about. Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that uh, 2004 pre-release because I remember watching live when it was on, I think it was the American Music Awards yes. in 2004 uh-huh. when they did It's My Life and then they did a like a minute and a half clip of Have a Nice Day. Yeah. And it wasn't really that much longer after that when that box set came out. And right. I remember I remember going to buy 100 million fans can't be wrong. Of course, it's not like, not to sound ancient, but it's not like today where you can go on YouTube and everything you know, you, you have a better idea of what's coming out. I remember going to buy that box set and have and have a nice day wasn't on it. I thought for sure they were playing it kind of like a pre-release to that box set. Um, and uh, a couple of the lyrics, if you like, if you listen to the 2004 "Have a Nice Day" pre-release, um, yeah. a couple of those lyrics it was the way they sang them in the American Music Awards that night. Yeah, I, I think the chorus is like pretty much 90% different uh, lyric. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I I think there was an interview that John did that day um, that said that that they were thinking about Premiere, but they weren't sure. And mm-hmm. that if they did, um, he made some kind of joke, like, don't hold him to it or something because they were in the middle of changing things and stuff. And and then they, mm-hmm. and they, they did, they did a, a minute and a half of it, like you said. You know, and, just- and, to, and it was so cool too, because you didn't know it was coming. Yeah. And and you had Richie up there with a the double neck guitar. It's still that it just I, I wish they would have done the full song because it, it's just a minute and 30 seconds of adrenaline. It was just so cool because yeah. it was nothing you had heard. Yeah. Um. And and the divorce songs. I remember that, too. I I believe it was Novocaine and Wildflower. And uh, one was for David and one was for Richie. Uh, uh, last Cigarette. Or I'm sorry, you're right. Last yeah. cigarette. And, Wildflower uh, was written kind of for Dorothea from John, yeah. but um, Last Cigarette and Novocaine was uh, about divorce. It was and, I be- 
I, they had that Brian Wilson yeah. Um, yeah. reference last cigarette. And I remember, I always wonder too, it's the type of thing if, you know, you got to hang out with these guys, you'd want to ask them. But um, I remember yeah. it was right around that time too, Richie had done the dedication to Brian Wilson. So I don't know if that oh. had, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know if that had any influence on that song or not. Yeah. We, and, you know, Richie's divorce was after Lost Highway or, or right before Lost Highway. So have a nice day for these divorce songs were actually about David's divorce. And one of John's friends was getting divorced too. And so some of that um, inspired those songs too. And uh, David also co-wrote on this album too. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but let's get into a Dirty Little Secret. And I'll let you start off with uh, your thoughts on it. Um, I, my thoughts on it are, it's a fantastic song. I think it could have been a single on its own, but it didn't, it didn't fit with the album. So I'm guessing that's why it was an outtake. Cause I remember when, when that album came out, Tico had said, this is the first album we've ever done where there's no love songs. Um, and, uh, it's just a great, great song. And like I said earlier, a lot of those outtakes, um, I think there were five, um, they if they would have kept going it, it could have been their own album because they're all great and oh, I I, it was it was nice because when they did that vinyl box that they finally put dirty little secret on that yeah well dirty little secret was on some international editions so the Japan, standard, i think yeah the standard american edition didn't get it but um i think germany got it europe got dirty little secret on there and then like you said when the vinyl got reissued in two uh 2017 it, it's, it's on there as well which is pretty cool mm -hmm. um, you know the the song is it, like you said it didn't really fit the album so i can see why why it was an outtake and I, I i know i'll probably get hit for this i'm not that crazy about it like it's a, it's a decent song i but i know the fandom absolutely loves this song there's a lot mm -hmm. of hype for it me personally, I'm not crazy about it. I like it, but you know, but um, like you said, it doesn't really fit the album because this song is more about you know secrecy and you know a love affair. You know, you know the lover cheating on their spouse. You know, and the song just kind of encapsulates you know desires, needs, and and then risks the risks that come with that. You know, cheating. And uh, you know the dirty little dirty little secret meaning you know implies hidden and you know the taboo nature of a, of a love affair, and mm -hmm. so I guess I could sum that all that up with just saying it's about a love affair, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of. Um, but you know it's still a good song. Um, you know it, it's a song like that John has written. You know like I'm your man or mm -hmm. or love ain't nothing but a four letter word. You know it's all about spousal affairs and and uh stuff like that so mm -hmm. it, it always makes me wonder too what inspires because it's obviously not about him you know yeah I, I you've just beat me to it i wonder i always wondered what, what the inspiration was behind it you know and it's not just like one song i mean i, I there's i just named four songs about cheating and stuff and so i always just wonder mm -hmm. what inspires him to uh um write that stuff um mm -hmm. But uh, do, 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 do. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, and I also think that like, musically, too, it was kind of back to their older roots, you know, a harder rock type sound. Um, at, at, that at that point in their career, it was definitely a curveball, I thought. Yeah. 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 
and um the the guitar riff especially in that that intro there uh, i think oh. that's pretty cool and john's vocals are what really drives the song i think um i like when you know when he sings i'll light a candle in the garden of love to blind the angels um looking down looking down mm -hmm. from above. looking down looking down from above looking looking down from above yeah. um and then that uh that pre-chorus with the you know i want to come inside and then it goes mm -hmm. into the really powerful chorus um yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a good song you know i i know i kind of just undermined it a little bit but now that i'm talking about it it, it, it is a gem yeah I, it's kind of like i mean i know they're two completely separate songs but like you know edge of a broken heart from slippery um it's I think it had the quality to be a single. It just didn't have a home anywhere on an album. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And yeah. You, you said a little bit ago, it just doesn't fit the album lyrically, musically, musically, maybe a little bit because of that guitar riff, but lyrically mm -hmm. and what it means, it just doesn't fit the album. You know, it'd be, you know, even wildflowers kind of like a standout track because, you know, like you said, you know, Tico and John and the band, you know, they would say in interviews, there's no love songs on this album. Wildflower is kind of a ballad. You know, it's written for Dorothy and it's about love and stuff. And it's not a full on, you know, I'll be there for you ballad, but it is a mm -hmm. love song, you know, so, but. Yeah. And I, I remember too, um, I don't know if it was the third night at Giant Stadium, but when they did I Am, they had uh, successfully done every song off that album on the yeah. tour. I remember they that was they said that was I think maybe the first album they'd ever done that. Yeah, Wildflower was only done I think twice. I Am was only done once I think, and that was yeah. for the Giant Stadium show. Um, yeah. Complicated was, was played. Yeah, but that's. That's a different word. Um, let's talk about my favorite. So this is my favorite outtake of all time. Uh, nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's just a phenomenal song. And I really hope that we get a release version of um, this song. It's on YouTube and stuff. The, the demo. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was written by John Ritchie and John Shanks. Um, it was actually... So a little fun fact here, nothing was actually, when the band announced Have a Nice Day album, it was actually on the original track listing. And mm -hmm. and uh, I forget what it was replaced by. But anyway, but later on, the record company and the band thought that it's, nothing sounded too similar to uh, I Am. And so John had to choose which one he wanted to take off, and John chose to take off nothing. And I'll let you talk about your Bill Bice bit here in a mm -hmm. second, but eventually, um, the song was given to Bo Bice, who does a great version of it. It's called Nothing Without You, so just mm -hmm. a little lyrically different, but it's actually pretty much 99% the same song. And I'm pretty sure, too, that instrumentally it's the same. Uh, I, I mm -hmm. still think it's the band Bon Jovi doing it the instrumental, and Bo Bice just sings on it. Um, but I'll let you talk about your little Bill Bice bit there that you told me before we uh, got on because I completely forgot about that. Um, well, I love I Am, um, but I, I think he probably should have went with nothing, to be honest with you, to mm -hmm. go on the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, I remember, because um, I was following that album 
beginning to end. And I remember Richie had done a vehicle, a cover of vehicle with Bo Bice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I just wonder if uh, that, you know, if they were hanging out and that was the inspiration to give the song to Bo Bice. And I, and I agree with you because if you play the 2004 demo and you play Bo Bice's song, I think he just laid down the vocals. Yeah, I can't hear anything different instrumentally. Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know too much about Bo Bice. I think he's a great artist and stuff, a great singer. I don't know too much about him, so I don't know if he has his own band or if he just kind of lays vocals over tracks. But you can definitely tell that, in, you know, Richie and David, even Tigo have very distinct sounds like, you know, if like you listen to other stuff that they've played on and stuff, you can tell who's mm -hmm. playing. And then you, you can tell that's the band playing on Bill Bice. Mm -hmm. um, this song really has um, very powerful vocals, which I'll get into. And I love that melody in in this song, you know. Um, start off with the intro, you know, those, you know, the guitar keys, you know, the dun, dun, mm -hmm. dun. You know, don't I sound beautiful? <laughs> and then, and then the, the drums come in and then you, know, you get a little bit of a heavier guitar sound and then John's vocals come in. And, you know, it, the way that he does the verses, they're, they're very, what's wrong? They're, they're inviting. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they just sound incredible, you know? And, um, you know, like in that bridge, you know, I won't give up. No, because I won't let you down. You know, then it mm -hmm. kind of goes into not a full acapella, but, you know, how could I live? How could I, you know? And then um, all of a sudden um, he's he screams because I would die. And then the drums come in and the I, I just, I, I think oh, that's great. The song, one of the best parts of the song is that moment, you know? Because mm -hmm. like, that's what hits you in, in the heart. Because mm -hmm. you know? I would die the way that John says it, sings it, and then it goes into that final chorus. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's just phenomenal. Um, I also love the lyrics. It doesn't matter what I say. It all amounts to nothing anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what this song is to me. You know, if you look at the lyrics, I, I think it's a song about a relationship at its end. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you can... Hey, pun intended. <laughs> nothing that you can do to make it work anymore. Like the like that I just said, you know, in all amounts of nothing anyway. There's nothing I can say that's going to change your mind and want you to come back. And um, it's just like there's nothing there. There's no feelings, and it, it, it relationship is just done. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, and so I wonder what I wonder if that was kind of inspired by David's divorce too. That song. Well. Well, I know you'd mentioned, and I, I do remember that Richie's did come after, um, in between that and uh, Lost Highway. But I do, it was February, I remember when they were on tour um, of Have a Nice Day. It was February of 06, was mm -hmm. when Richie's divorce had started. Yeah. And then in the spring, he was with Denise Richards, because that was the first time I was supposed to see the band for the first time. Mm -hmm and um albany in 2005 and um i i had i couldn't go because there was a snowstorm so the first time i saw him was in 2006 okay. in montreal it was like their third to last show of the tour and uh they actually it was they opened up with rocking in the free world yeah um I but i remember I, I remember at that point richie was with denise richards and the divorce had started and i do remember seeing an interview with john 
where he did mention that even though the the, the divorce started and um, in the middle of the tour that it had been coming for a while. So he, he did say, I do remember him making a reference that um, there was um, hints of Richie's divorce on the album too. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Now that you say that, I think I do vaguely remember something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about nothing or you have nothing unintended to say? <laughs> Um, like I said, I, I absolutely love I Am, but I, I would have thrown nothing on the record. You throw nothing on the record, leave it blank? Over I Am, yeah. You didn't get my joke. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> but you know uh, what, even that, even that um, outtake from uh, 2004, I mean, it's still, I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound, you know, raw or anything like that. It sounds like it's pretty complete, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, a, you know... If something you know the band does a box set, I really hope that nothing is uh on it because it is just like mm -hmm. I said, it's my favorite outtake, and I'd love a remastered version of it, even just the way that it is, just mm -hmm. you know, better audio, better uh sound just quality. clean it up a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into the next one because I absolutely love this outtake, and this one should have been on the album Unbreakable, it really mm -hmm. fit with uh the album theme. You know, it, it's it's kind of like bounce, and this this song could have been on bounce too. And so, you you beat me to it. I was yeah. just going to say the same exact thing. You know, it, it's all about you know coming back and can't be knocked down, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's kind of like I am versus um, nothing. You know, it mm -hmm. was musically the same, and so I wonder with Unbreakable, with it being you know the kind of like the same message in the song, and you know, kind of that in your face rock guitar and drums and vocals i wonder if this was intentionally written part of during the bounce era and then maybe finished later on and i i know that this is on some international editions too unbreakable i yeah, think it's on one um but yeah it, it's it's definitely one of the best have a nice day if not bounce era songs that they've ever done. you gotta keep in mind too bounce of 2002 have a nice day it was 2004-05, so it's very close in time. So I do wonder if there if it was started to be written during the bounce era. Music musically, it definitely sounds more balanced, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, to be honest with you, I, I think it could have fit with Have a Nice Day though, because you know it kind of fit with that message still. And honestly, it would have been one hell of a single, I think. Oh, yeah. I always pictured like that was around right around the time when John started doing the Philly soul in the arena football. And I thought it would have been a great song for like Philly soul to come out to her. Yeah. You know, it just, it was, it was that, you know, it, it's my life bounce. Um, unbreakable was all kind of that same, like you said, in your face kind of. Yeah. That's, that's a good, you know. that would have been pretty cool for this soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love the you know the chords and the riff you know the da 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 da, da. I love that and then mm -hmm. John's vocals is what really gets in your face too the way you know it's kind of like like someone who's having an altercation they're right up in your face and they're telling you off and they're they're saying fuck you and and all this mm -hmm. I love the way that John kind of sings it um, it's just you know you, you say that you know I I just love it you know I could mm -hmm. keep it all day. Um, I, I I think the my best my favorite part is the pre-chorus. You know, seeing all the screaming in the fight and living through the screaming in the line, 
I'm fine. You can't deny that I'm unbreakable. You know, pretty much saying that you can't break me. And, you know, I've been through it all already. And, you know, kind of growing thick skin in a way. And you know what? I heard a song. I wish I would have paid more attention to it. Um, I think it was actually a country song. And I, I should have looked to see the producers and everything. But man, it lyrically, it, it wasn't, you know, unbreakable. But musically, pre-chorus, chorus-wise, it, it, instrumentally, it sounded just like unbreakable. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who it was now. I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, yeah it, it, again, it, it, and that one did kind of fit the album but um but yeah you you beat me to it because i've always said the same thing it to me it sounds more like bounce i wonder if it's something yeah. they just kind of cleaned up and you know yeah and if it was for about i can see why it was an outtake because it, it was kind of ideally musically the same like every day uh bounce, mm -hmm. you know musically and lyrically um undivided in a way to hook me up you know so i think putting unbreakable in there would kind of be too heavy too um, much yeah yeah but have a nice day it would, it would have fit because you know you get have a nice day it's a little you know guitar driven heavy um mm -hmm. but really there's no, there's no other song on that maybe complicated a little bit and then you know unbreakable probably the most guitar driven heavier songs from the band on that album everything else and i want to be loved too you know has it has that too um mm -hmm. yeah anything else you want to say about unbreakable uh, um no, I mean just again, like I said, all those all those outtakes. I you know, if they would have had a home on some other album, they were all worthy of, you know, being their own singles. Yeah. Let's talk about the last outtake. These arms are open all night. And so this was I this is on some international editions too, but this was actually intended for the album. Um and then I think it got taken off early on even before the whole misunderstanding with the record company and the band release, I think it decided to get taken off. Um, but then it got put on the box set, you know, and it's one of those, you know, these arms are open all night. Open all night was something that John has, I think there's like a total of five songs John said he had written. I think we've got four of those songs, um, you know, open all night on the balance and then, you know, open all night on the box set. And these arms are open all night. It was one, it's kind of like, you know, shot through the heart. It's one of those times that John worked with, with different songs and uh, it definitely did not fit the album. I think it would have been a weird um, to have on. You know, it just doesn't fit. But it's still a gem of a song. Um, yeah, and I think it's like one of those songs, too, that would be great for, like, couples to, like, I'd love to dance with this song to my wife, or with, I'd like to dance with my wife to this song. Mixing up the words there. Um but yeah, it's it's still a good song. What do you think of it? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's um, I love it, and I love all of the ones you just mentioned. But I think it's something that John himself just felt like he never got right because, like you, like you, like you said, you had open all night on bounce. Uh, you had the two on the box set. You had this, and all four of them are all great songs. Um, Again, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not to repeat myself, but if it would have found a home, it 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 that that particular version of that song is m my favorite of all the working titles. Really, mine yeah. is on the the other one on the box that you know I, I'll be right here waiting no matter how I'm like a jukebox playing my favorite song. Yeah, I I love that. That's my favorite one. And there's actually a, a really cool fan made video 
on YouTube where it shows clips of him on Ali McBeal, and the song just kind of fits with that fan footage of mm-hmm. the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, was it, there it's funny. Oh, I was just gonna say, like you referenced, you know, like shot through the heart. <clears throat> then he did like you give love a bad name. Um, on that box set, not to get off track, but um, out of bounds um, is definitely you can hear the later inspiration all those years later with two story town. Um, okay, I could see going it. down, going down, 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 down. I know, and then and then instead of out of bounds, two story town. You know. Yeah, I actually always thought that, and sometimes it's funny too. I was thinking that um, in in my head because there's a song out of bounds that was for Slippery, and I always start to sing out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's funny to see, you know, all the and, and you know, like God knows what's in the vault. You know what I mean? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna find out soon, buddy. Yeah, today's well, today today's the big fortieth birthday, right? The big forty. Yep, that's yeah. right. Our band's, you know, technically the band's been around for almost 41 years now, but we're going yeah. 40 years from the, the debut album. But yeah. there anything else that you wanted to say about the Have a Nice Day outtakes before we conclude the episode? Um, Just real quick, like, um, I know you and I are on the same page that I think some of the best set lists were the 2010 Circle Tour. Mm-hmm. And... And I think I know obviously a lot's changed from now till then, but um, I think um, you know, like not to compare him to Bruce or anything, but you know, Bruce live will play stuff that were outtakes or B sides, and I just really wish. I mean, you know, we were lucky to get some of the early stuff on the circle, but I mean, if if you know if they came out and played something like Dirty Little Secret. You know, the audience is going to, you know what I mean? Like if they just threw something, I I wish, because he definitely has the fan base to where like if that song started playing, especially like for an anniversary tour, um, you know, if if you're doing an an anniversary tour versus promoting an album, you're going to have the fans that are there. You know what I mean? So like if he came out, and, 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 you know, did something like that. It's the audience isn't going to be like, Oh, what's this? You know, pe- people will be losing their minds and they, there'd be a thousand comments on YouTube the next day about it. See, I, I'm with you on that, but I also, unfortunately, the other side of the fence with that, because in 2010, when they were doing a lot of stuff from the debut and 7,800 and even some from slippery, a lot of fans were like, what's this? Now, people overseas, were, you know, love that. They love getting the deep cuts. Sadly, here in America, people just want the hits and that's it. They don't want. And so those songs were short-lived on the Circle Tour. You know, mm-hmm. not to get off base, what our topic is and before we conclude here, but I just want to say, I remember when the band announced on MySpace, the MySpace days, they put, they put out, what songs would you like to see on the set list? Rare songs. And and constantly people were still putting living on prayer. It's my life. Bad name. Like, and you wanted to be like, they're gonna play those songs. They they meant what rare songs would you like to see? And it just, and so my whole point of saying that is that's what fans just expected, and that's mm-hmm. why only lonely roulette and let it rock and you know um, the other um, just all the other songs that they did that was rare. 
didn't last long because of that, because the American audience just want the hits. Now, mm -hmm. I'm like you, I'd love to see more deep cuts and outtakes than the hits. You mm -hmm. know, sadly, it, it just, you know, like even last in, in 2022 when they did, you know, the acoustic set, I will always say it was a wasted opportunity because they could have played different songs every night. But they did American Reckoning and that acoustic version of We Don't Run. And I, I'd look around and I, I had a good time seeing those songs played. I wish they would have done different acoustic songs every night. But you'd look around, everybody was bored out of their mind with that. Uh -huh. And so I think it just, you know, and I'm surprised that Radio Saved My Life actually did quite well, though. I was on there for a while on that tour. Uh, it was every night they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it did very well. Everybody, a lot of you look around. Everybody was singing the words and stuff. And so that was kind of cool to see because that was an outtake from Keep the Faith, and mm. you know it was it's on the 2004 box set. But uh, yeah, but I'm with you. I, I'd love to see more deep cuts. Being you know, and with this being 40 years, and I, I don't want this to turn into another. Uh, discussion here um because this is for the have a nice outtakes but i will say with it being 40 years we should be celebrating 40 years of the music and not just having the same generic i don't want to say generic but generic set list that we've been getting lately you know of, of just hits and ignoring stuff from the first two albums and just pretty much just doing the hits i'd like to see more set lists like the circle tour and, and just, and again, not to get off topic, but just to, to touch on that, I've thought a lot about the 40th anniversary and I, I know it's not going to happen, but I really think that, you know, at this point, it's probably going to be, if we're lucky, 22, 23 song set lists at the most. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, and I've thought, you know, if he, if he got away with doing like eight songs, like Runaway, um, Bad Name, Prayer, Wanted, Born to Be My Baby keep the faith and it's my life. Um, I really think he could do whatever he wanted with the rest of the songs. Yeah. For the, let's, for the, for the set. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk off the episode with it. Cause this is episodes just okay. for, you know, have a nice day out text, but I want to thank you for uh, coming on. Yeah. I know it's, we've been playing this for the last three months. And so I'm definitely going to have you on again, especially to talk about, yeah. you know, what's, what's to come and, uh, but thank you for yeah. coming on. Thank you, Jerry. All right.